welcome to the Living Enlightened podcast. I'm Michelle from Michelle Up Price, the Lightworker. And I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. Welcome to the podcast, Beck. Um, Beck and I are just a couple of spiritually wet chicks. Yeah. We've got our own uh, little businesses. We do readings and healings and all that. We actually haven't spoken about that for a while, Beck. We probably should um, if the listener doesn't know who we are. Let them know a bit about ourselves. But uh, yeah, we're both reading and healing ladies. Beck and I have both done Reiki Ashati, um, which is amazing. And I'm using that like every day at the moment. Since I did that, Beck, I've actually been doing like, um, I'd say four healings a day. I'm like going through towels like there's no one's business. I'm going to have to buy a few more towels. <laughs> it's crazy the amount of healing people are asking for at the moment. Um, but really great, really great form of healing. And uh, Becca knows what I'm talking about um, because she's done it as well. Absolutely. And it's it's so rewarding to be able to 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 do this for people yeah. and actually have them come in and they're like, oh, what's this all about? Blah, blah, blah. And then they come in and, and um, you know, they are completely like the, just the energy and just the release and and um, it's, it's quite an experience. It really is. And I've got so many. And you, you too, Michelle, will probably find that a lot of them come back mm-hmm. um, regularly. Yeah, they are. Or, yep. Or, um, a bit of a, t- a tune-up. Yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Just to sort of, you know, and and it's interesting that they're more aware afterwards of of the energy and and mm-hmm. the blockages and and where they're at. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool really stuff. Really good. Yeah. I'm sitting in my office today, Michelle. We've got it sorted finally. It's almost, almost there. Almost okay. Well, there. you may want to talk about that in a sec, as we will catch up on what we've been getting up to. Um, I'm going to do a card draw today too, Beck. I've got an um, affirmation deck here, Gabby Bernstein. So I've got a little card and I'll uh, go through that. Um, but the theme for today is uh, paying it forward. So how can you be of service to someone was kind of what was on my mind when I was writing this. And um, this is based on our little trip that we did, Hubby and I, to uh, Warwick and Stanthorpe. So that's where the idea came from. Beck, what has been going on? You're sitting in your office, but um, I thought I'd just skip ahead to this bit so that we can sort of um, pop that into this section. What's been going on? Obviously, you're setting up your little space there. I am. I've been working on my little space here and sorting things out. I've been so busy, so busy, clearing away clutter, moving house. It's like playing Tetris, isn't mm-hmm. it, when you have mm-hmm. to put more fur- you know, your furniture into somewhere new in a different space and you've got to get the energy right and it's got to look good and mm-hmm. uh, over mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Not done, but over it. Mm. So, yeah, the office is starting to look very, very good. I've got my Abraham plant up that my mum made me. Do you remember the plant that she yeah. made me with the affirmations? That so had? great. So once I get that all sort of finished, it's a few little things I've got to put away, um, I will put a photo up, which I'm super excited to do. Super mm-hmm. excited to do. And so is Ari. Can you hear mm-hmm. Ari? Ari's <laughs> very enthused. Very That's really enthused. cool. So yeah, it's um definitely getting there and starting to feel a look. And I was I was really like this morning I was like, do you know what? I'm going into my office. I don't care. I'm going into my office and I'm using it today to do the podcast. Nice work. <laughs> nice work. Because you've been in the dining room, I think. Last time. I mean, well, I was in the dining room and then I was in like where we had the computer set up. There's just a little alcove there and I was in there and then we moved the computer into the lounge room and I was sitting in there and now I'm just like, nah, I'm doing it in my office. So I've yeah, got my good. tablet and I've got my laptop. I don't have this big bulky computer anymore um, and just working through it. Amazing. So excited. It's definitely so feeling excited. a little bit more um, settled, hey? Getting there. 
absolutely yeah. amazing that's she's just looking around at boxes to the left of her <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean it's a work in progress and I mean it's not like you're going to be there for you know a few weeks like you guys are settling in and making it your home so you know takes as long as it takes and uh with feng shui and all of those things we've been talking about over the last little while it's important to um do it right so um yeah good stuff what have you been up to michelle what have you been up to well pretty exciting love i actually compared my first um or connected agm and um so i've never been to an agm never been part of a committee before and now we see we were Aura Business, um, just a little business committee, an offshoot of Aura Connected. But once we started Aura Business, the main group, the umbrella group, actually disbanded. Um, so they just started to fall apart. There was a lot of politics going on and stuff like that. It was um, a bit messy. And so the main group all sort of just imploded. And then it was really just us. So we took over the festival. We weren't meant to be organizing the festival. That was meant to be their gig. And um, because we're organized and we're, you know, there's six of us. We just automatically went, oh, well, we'll just pick it up. You know, we'll take over and organize it. So we did the festival um, and we're doing that again this year. But we've basically taken over. And so they basically said, well, do you guys want to be Aura Connected? Because there's no Aura Connected anymore. So now we've got to do the AGMs. We've got to do all the like business type stuff. And so that was really interesting. But it was um, it was something, Beck. It was something. Um, we hadn't sort of planned for, I guess, challenging um residents and uh we had a couple of speakers about a police officer and then we had a stockland guy get up and do a little talk about what's happening you know in the, the community and we've got like uh we just had a maccas uh open up we've got a kfc going in and a portos and a few other like fast food places and uh some other businesses might attend so opening and stuff like that so it's giving us an update on that and the new road that's going through to connect us to the bruce highway and it's going to make it a lot easier for people who go to brisbane every day so that was fine. And anyway, one of the residents has obviously come with a bit of an agenda about, you know, transport and public transport and whatnot. And she's in a different area to what I live in, a um, different suburb within Nora. And uh, she stood up and she just starts, you know, letting loose on this poor old Stockland guy who actually got uh, dropped in at the last minute. So he wasn't actually meant to be talking, uh, but the person who was meant to be talking couldn't make it. So they sort of like jump, drop this other guy in at the last minute. And so Paul, you know, this guy, I won't say his name, but he's standing there, you know, deer in headlights and this lady's just unleashing him about transport and all of this. And it wasn't really his department. I mean, he is Stockland. He's not, you know, state government. He's not local government. None of those things. So it was just really interesting because in terms of, I guess, the work that I do and also the work I've done in the past in hospitality, working with customers, I always try to diffuse the situation and I was watching the exchange, was very aware of the energies between the two of them and what was going on. And Rick Babarovsky, one of our counsellors, he actually wanted to stand up and I'll name him because he is public, um, but he was wanting to stand up and sort of, you know, answer her concerns. So Lauren, one of my colleagues has stood up and she sort of got involved a little bit and it became very combative and very defensive and all of this. And she was like, basically like, stand down, you know, you don't, um, this isn't the forum and, you know, please leave and like all of these things. And I'm just like, no, this is not good. And so I sort of like tugged on her and I'm like, just, just calm down because some of the meetings that we had with the other members who've since dropped out did end up that way because this particular, you know, colleague of mine would, um, would do this. So I said, just calm down. And I've, uh, I've stood up next to the poor guy and I've just said to her, look, um, we might hear from Rick, you know, our counsellor. Um, I feel like he might be able to address, you know, some of what's going on. 
Uh, Rick, would you like to come up? Rick's come up and he's really good, Beck. He provided solutions. He was like, you know, strengthen numbers, get your neighbours. We've got some forms here. Grab some forms, hand them out. You know, if you get a few people, you know, approach us, send an email. Hey, you know, these are all the people in our area. Sign a petition. Um, you know, let us know this is what you want. Then we can actually take that to the state member who was sitting in the room. We had the state MP there, Jason Hunt. We had everyone there that she really needed to address and talk to. It just wasn't the Stockland guy. So once we got all of those people up, um, you know, and she did carry on a bit of, oh, I broke my ankle and I can't go anywhere and, rah, 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 and I don't drive a car and rah, all this stuff. But she kept going on about her thing or whatever. But um, I actually ran into her yesterday, the same lady, and she apologized. And she said, I'm so sorry that I did that. I feel like I really hijacked, you know, your meeting and all of this. And she said, I just wanted to apologize. And I was like, that's cool. No worries. I said, I'm a journal, as I said to you, approach me, approach the other media people. Um, there's ways to get this done. And she said, yeah, I can see that now. I can see that now. So I feel like, you know, a lot of the time, what I learned from that is we don't want to be competitive. And that did, you know, turn not so good, you know, in the, you know, or a connected sort of group uh, where some of our group members are more, I'm going to stand up and, you know, be combative and it doesn't work. So, you know, I feel like that was a really good result and I'm really happy with the way that is. It's not uncomfortable being around her now because I was thinking, oh gosh, it was pretty heated, but she's like, no, I just wanted to apologize. You know, you're right. And, um, you know, I need to be more sensible at this. And she actually saw the light. I couldn't believe it. I was really surprised, um, but great result. So I think, you know, what my message is for the listener at home or in the car, wherever you are listening, um, is just sometimes, you know, have a think about what other people's currency is. You know, they're obviously upset. They've obviously got their own agenda. How can we address that and get them what they need and not be reactive, et cetera? Mm -hmm. Good lesson. Absolutely. It good was, lesson. I was just about to say that, Michelle. Literally, I was just about to say that was a really good lesson. Yeah, it was a, a good teaching good moment. Oh, card. Card. Speaking oh, of which, God, yeah. oh, how appropriate is this, Beck? How appropriate with what I was just oh, talking about. Oh, my gosh. I begin yes. my day with love and love's in italics or in cursive writing. Uh, big miracle, uh, miracles now. Gabby Bernstein is a deck I'm using. They have beautiful colours on these too. They're very um, crystal-like or something, really, really pretty. Um, I don't know where my, oh, my phone's over there. So I'll take a photo of this, but um, I begin my day with love. And I think this is really important with what we were just discussing. It's like we can't, we can't win if we get into negative territory, we can't win if we get into going down the same path they are or re reflecting their energy back at them. That's never going to get us anywhere. So my feeling is that we just want to react with love, respond with love. We send them source energy. And the whole time I was listening and sort of taking in what was going on, that was my vibe. The entire time was that this is never going to go anywhere. We can go round and round in circles or we respond with love. And that's what I did. So um, I feel like that was, um, yeah, really good result. And lovely for her to apologize. I didn't ask for it, but it was really nice that she did. So great card to start the show. Um, now, getting into the show, Beck, I might uh, kick it off because this was one of my ones that I sort of um, came across while I was on holidays. So um, what was really cool while we were away was that we actually went into this little shop and um, they had books for sale, but they were for free. So it wasn't really for sale. Um, but they had books there that were basically free. And they said, look, if you want to learn, if you want to um, educate yourself, um, take a book, you know, as many as you want. Um, there's no issue with that. And so we did that. And I did feel a bit, you know, guilty. I did feel a bit bad because obviously, you know, money exchange, you know, feeling deserving of all of those things kind of 
come into your head, um, you know, should I be taking this? But, um, you know, the ladies' theory um, that I store was um, pretty cool. And I liked that. I appreciated that. So, and she's obviously doing enough, you know, making enough to be able to remain open. So the store is actually, and I will mention them because, um, you know, she does some really great work there. Zanique, Z-E-N-I-K. I'll put the link into the show notes. Um, Hippie Shop is what it's called. So Jason was looking for a shop that I might like, and that's what he that's what he found. Um, and I thought, well, that's a very appropriate name. So um, anyway, this lady we were chatting to us, we got our three books and then we had a bookmark there, but they had a limit on their FPOS machine. So you had to spend at least five bucks. So this bookmark was like, I don't know, $2 or $3. And she said, look, just take the bookmark as well. So she was just super generous. And I said, look, what's your story? You know, what's going on here? And she said, um, well, Michelle, I was, um, I had divorced, you know, I was separated from my husband, uh, got divorced, didn't have any money. Um, so he must've been, I guess, the main money earner. Um, and she had a couple of kids and she ended up uh, homeless. She didn't have a home. So she moved into her car. So herself and her two kids are living in the car. And, um, and then she had a good Samaritan reach out and say, look, I've got somewhere you might be able to stay. So she was like, fantastic. Um, yeah, really could do with that. So this friend helped her out. And from this day forward, from that day forward, she's decided to always pay it forward. So that's where the idea for this came from. Because what's happening at the moment is she actually said, look, I've got this old camper van. Um, don't really have any use for it. And she said, and Jason, my husband, was shocked. But she said, if I don't use something, you know, within the last six months, let's say, so clothing, um, you know, items, um, you know, household items, then I get rid of it. But I tried to give it to someone in need. So she's got this camper van and she's got a family um, who she knows who's actually in dire straits at the moment and facing homelessness. So she's like, take my camper van, you can have it. She's just giving it to them for no, no exchange. So this lady really was amazing. And I just really was inspired by her back. And it made me think, what more can I do? You know, what? how else can I? You know, because we're really lucky here. We're really privileged. And it's like, how can I help someone else in greater need than myself? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, um, look, I just want to start. Okay. I think it's important not to lose ourselves in giving and paying things forward. So I'm not against paying things forward and doing all those, those good things. I've done free readings myself. I've done free healings. Um, you know, I do things when I go out, I will try and help someone or, you know, I, I always do that sort of thing. But I think it's really important not to lose ourselves in the giving and paying things forward. So some people sort of can go overboard in that regard. And that's when we start, you know, forgetting our self-love and our needs and honouring ourselves. And we create, can create resentment and anger and a big one is exhaustion for ourselves. So we need that balance for standing up for our beliefs and only saying yes to things if you really want to or you have the capacity to do so. Um, and then you don't get the burnout mm -hmm. that goes with it. Uh, so I just I just feel like that was something that really I needed to say. Um, so good intentions, paying it forward under circumstances when we um, – having the good intentions when you pay it forward. So under circumstances when we're on the lower vibration, it sort of creates that chaos for oneself. Um, and as you release those lower vibrations, um, really, I, I just, the best guidance is to make choices from the heart. Yeah. Um, but also keeping in mind your, your needs as well, because those choices, those heart choices, um, a lot of the time are for yourself as well. 
So you have to have that balance. Um, and this is when it becomes more of a smooth ride and the, the universal law of attraction sort of builds momentum and the balance comes into effect. It all starts sort of playing out really well for you. So that's just something I felt I needed to say. Yeah, and I think that I just wanted to sort of touch on that. Um, I feel like your intentions, and you did mention that, the intentions are really important. And I think if you're, you know, let's say lending everyone money, I've got a girlfriend who um, that was her, like she would just lend everyone money all the time. And then she was always complaining, you know, she wasn't getting it back. And, you know, people didn't appreciate her and love her enough and all of this stuff. And I think that, you know, she came from a broken family um, and, you know, um, had a lot of issues, I guess, around that and body image and all these things. And she really just wanted to be liked. I think her motivation was, oh, I'll give them the money because I want to be liked or whatever. And I've just never, my personality's never been that way. I've never loaned money. I've never been into that. Um, I don't do that. And I find that, you know, depending on the situation or the circumstances, I just feel like people don't ask me that question because I just, that's not my thing. That's not my kettle of fish. Um, you know, I just, I've never been that person. So I think the intentions are really important, but certainly, yeah, if you're giving away your, your worth, you know, your wealth and everything like that. Um, but if my intention is for, you know, to help someone, to better someone's life, you know, all of that, and I'm okay financially, um, I'm not going to put myself into destitution. Um, then yeah, I think, um, I just wanted to back up Rebecca, what she was saying. Then I think that's really important. Uh, your intention is super important. Um, and Beck did mention free readings and look, I've done, you know, plenty of free readings when I started out, I did three weeks of free readings, um, just to sort of get in the flow, just to get some reviews and testimonials. So I did, I guess I did have an exchange. It wasn't completely free. Um, but I did have an exchange, but, I guess what I was trying to do with that is to give something some, to someone of value, you know, something of value to another person, you know, be of service, um, to practice, to get some good feedback. Um, and, you know, what I started doing after I stopped doing those free readings and I started accepting money for my readings, what I did, and this is not so much what I do now, but when I first started my Facebook Live, so I was accepting money for readings. But what I would do, Beck, is every Facebook Live, I would choose someone that I could feel was really in need. I wouldn't read for them during the show. I would just go through, go through, go through the names. And then I'd ask Spirit, can you take me to the person who really needs this? And Spirit would draw me to a particular person. And I would say to people, hey, stay online all the way through because you may get a free reading from me. And I just wanted, you know, the person to be able to hear it so I could send them a message and, you know, organize it. So every reading for the first, you know, few, every live, um, I would choose someone to do a free reading for. And one of the most notable, I think, was the little, um, the mum, new mum. She had a baby who was four months old, a little boy, and he hadn't stopped crying. And none of the doctors could find out what was going on. The GPs were like, we don't know. We have no idea. He's a baby. He can't talk to us. Now, this is where I feel like, you know, spiritual works in well with medicine because I'm not the person who can fix the kid but I'm the person who can potentially give you some clues about why. So I had a look at the kid um, in this reading and it was a free 30 minute reading. And, um, and I had a look at him and I said, look, um, his neck's out of whack. Um, I said, was his um, head pulled in a funny direction when you gave birth to him? And she said, oh my God. And she said, well, the umbilical cords wrapped around his neck when he came out, he was a C-section and the cord is wrapped around his neck and it pulled his head sideways quite severely. And I said, well, all down the left side of my neck is really sore. And she said, that was that was the way it was pulled. It was pulled in that direction. So I said, look, book him with the baby Cairo. I don't even know if they exist because I don't have kids myself, but hopefully they do. 
um, and go and sort it out. So her husband wasn't keen on the idea. She took him anyway. Um, the baby Cairo said, yep, everything um, that you're describing to me is correct. Um, or he confirmed it anyway. Like he did his diagnosis yeah. and went, oh, yeah, all pulled down here. He's got a headache, whatever, whatever. Um, put it all back in. And then the baby's, you know, totally normal. Like it stopped crying. He's not hysterical anymore. He's sleeping. I mean, the kid wasn't sleeping, eating nothing, you know, like he wasn't doing anything he should have been doing. So she was so grateful. And that was a free reading. That was a free reading. And to this day, I've got no regrets about that, Beck. I have literally no regrets about that. That was an awesome exchange for me and for her. And she still tunes into my lives. You know, she still tunes in. She's never paid for a reading with me. I haven't done another free reading for her, but she still follows me and tunes in and supports me. So that's the most important thing. And that's why I did that. And and when we do that, it's not because we want them to necessarily book in with us or no. um, and pay for readings and things like that. It is genuinely because there is that pull and that urge to to help someone out. Because Correct. And, and especially with the lives, Michelle, um, which I'm so excited to get back into with you at some point very soon. Um, but it's with the lives, it's it's also we can't get to everyone. Like we just cannot get to everyone. So we, we try our very best and we try not to spend too much time on one person. And we've just got all these messages coming through that we, we want to get out there. And it's it's really quite interesting because we may be on for like an hour or an hour and a half. Um, but it, sometimes it just feels like, where did the time go? Like we started 15 minutes ago, but no, in fact, it's an hour later, an hour and 15 minutes or, or what have you. Um, so, and we try so hard. So sometimes it's, it's really helpful just to, to, to put that in at the end, just to that message that you might not get to in that time to, to pass it out. So it is, it feels good. Yeah, it really does. Um, but the other point I wanted to make was, um, the homeless, I've done a lot of work with homeless and um, homeless youth in particular over the years and uh, volunteering with schoolies, uh, so kids leaving school, high school, and um, all the volunteering and all the um, work I've done with, you know, schoolies week in particular, I really feel like, again, you know, that's my way of kind of, you know, paying it forward um, as well because, you know, in my work on a daily basis now, I work with children and you know, I guess I've always sort of been geared up to do that sort of thing um, in the past, but had a really great experience um, because, you know, homeless, working with the homeless and all of that stuff, my husband always is really worried about that. You know, he's always worried I'm going to get injured or something like that. But you know what's amazing with um, people who live on the street? They really appreciate people that work for Rosie's or Red Cross. And whenever there was anyone who was, you know, drug affected or, you know, severely mentally unwell or anything like that, Whenever that situation presented, if there was a fight that broke out or anything like that, we would have a policy that if anything, you know, happens where we're threatened, we would pack up and we would leave and there's no food or drink that night for them and no conversation. And all the regulars knew that. So whenever anything kind of looked like it was going to erupt or develop into something else, there would be some of the, you know, men especially would go around and sort of resolve that. Calm down. These guys will leave if you don't calm down, et cetera. And if something did elevate, and sometimes it did escalate to the point where we actually had to pack up and go, but every time that happened, they would come, you know, the men would come and protect us. They would come and protect us because they knew how valuable we were and that we were giving, you know, our time to help them, you know, and um, to talk to them and just give them someone, you know, um, some food or whatever. 
or a warm blanket. So what I wanted to talk about, I guess, leading on from that was um, mum and I have always made, um, you know, little teddies. So we both knit teddies and uh, we give them generally to the kids in Africa. So these kids, um, they actually don't have, you know, generally a lot of stuff, you know, possessions or anything like that. And my feeling is it's really important for a child to have something to cuddle. And that's been coming up a lot of my readings lately where people have developed addictions, um, you know, food addictions, drinking, things like that. And they actually never had toys growing up or mum took them away or dad took them away too early and they didn't have anything to nurture or hold on to. Yeah. And I feel like that's really important because I feel like back in the day, the parents would go, oh, you're 10, you're too old. You're 11, you're too old and take your toys away. That's been coming up in all my readings lately, Beck, and it's it's having a big impact because I've got people with all sorts of eating disorders and addictions and that's what happened to them. Kids who, you know, lost their toys and then they went through a divorce, the parents went through a divorce and they had nothing to hold on to and cuddle at night. So this is actually presenting as a real issue. Now, I had a um, woman here with her son. Um, he, I believe, is on the spectrum. And uh, so he was sort of wandering around my house. And I was aware that he was a little bit different. So I didn't say anything. But he did go upstairs into my bedroom. And I could hear him because he had shoes on. And I could hear where he was going. And generally speaking, I don't allow, obviously, you know, clients or family, you know, upstairs um, who, you know, aren't me or Jason. But I can hear this kid walking around and he went upstairs and then he comes back down and he had this little dingo toy that was held together with sticky tape. And he comes back down and he's got two of these knitted teddies in his hands. And he looks at me and he hadn't spoken a word since he arrived. He looked at me and he said, can I have these? And I said, sure you can. I said, and I told his mum, his mum goes, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. I said, my mum and I knit them. They're for kids in Africa. You know, it's no problem. Uh, we've got an excess, you know, we make them pretty frequently. They don't take very long. And I said, he really, really wants them. No problem. And when the kid grabbed the teddies, that was the week where I'd had all these people, you know, who'd been really damaged. Um, and I've even got teenage boys, you know, that had their toys taken away too soon and they're really rebelling and they're really carrying on like pork chops. And it occurred to the parent themselves, not with anything I'd said, but with them, they went, oh my God, I did this thing. You know, I took the toys away and blah, blah, blah. So um, this kid left, he carried the little toys all the way home. He cuddled them all the way home. He's nine, I think. And then when he got home, he went to sleep with his teddies. And she said he actually had the best sleep he's had in a long time. He hasn't been sleeping properly. So that for me was tick the box. I felt really good about that. Um, and even when my husband came home and was whinging and complaining about, oh, my God, you know, because he's got cameras everywhere. So he knew the kid was upstairs. I said, look, he didn't do anything. He just went into my room, saw these teddies, grabbed the teddies, came back downstairs. Can I have them? That was it. And they were obviously handmade. They're obviously not something you bought from, you know, Toy World. Um, so I didn't have an issue with it. And that really just made it worth it for me. That really warmed my heart. I, I love that he was guided. Yeah, I know. Totally, hey. I love yeah. that he was guided there. He could have grabbed anything. Then and there. Absolutely. Could have grabbed anything. Absolutely. Could have yeah. gone to the cupboard and got a snack. Exactly. I mean? Well, he did. He ate one of our gay times, <laughs> Rebecca. Did. And then he decided he didn't <laughs> like it. It's funny you should say that because he'd go through the pantry as well. Um, and he grabbed one of our gay times, but they were plant-based and they taste different to like the dairy ones. And so he obviously didn't like it because we found the wrapper and then we found the, the paddle pop stick and the gay time itself melted into the concrete. <laughs> so there you go. It's funny you should say that, Becky. You must be psychic. We are maybe. Maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> we both laughed about that. Like I actually found it really funny. Jason didn't find it as funny because then we only have one gay time left because it was a box of four. So he was pretty disappointed, yeah. to be honest. Um, but Put he the teddies in the pantry. 
Yeah, he did find the funny side of it eventually um, after he went and bought another box of gay times. He was quite happy then. <laughs> well, well, here's one. Here's one you can tell, Jason. We were talking yeah. the other day. I've got. I've always got a fruit bowl in the in the kitchen there. Yeah. Always have a fruit bowl. And it doesn't matter if it's oranges or mandarins or apples or something. There's always something there. And um, now that my children are getting a bit older, the, the two older girls were sort of out the other day and one of them said, do you remember when we used to go to the fruit to get a piece of fruit and every apple had one bite taken out of it? And what had occurred is Mia was only little at the time, so she'd get up, she'd climb up there and she'd decide she wants something, so she'd grab an apple and take a bite out of it and put it back. And then she grabbed another apple, take a bite out of it and put it back because she was only so tiny, like so little, very young. That's um, infuriating. Oh, it, <laughs> well, it was for them. Um, so eventually, you know, we moved the fruit bowl up a bit higher and, and made it a bit safer. Um, and when we caught, you know, just tried to teach her and then it's part of learning. You can't just, you know, you have to, if you want an apple, I'll cut it up for you or you can have this or you can do that. Um, but it was just, interesting that she came out she picked up an apple and still is in the habit of checking to see if there's a bite taken out of isn't it. that amazing so she's still... so wow isn't that funny yeah. it's funny how the memory works too Beck. even with animals because um i had a guy i'm teaching a lot of animal communications so i'm teaching a guy on, on the weekend um animal communications and he actually was tuning into our cat kitty um who died when she was like 16 18 um, and so she had started to go down the drains before she died. And he said, I don't know why, well, Michelle, but my, my, I feel like I'm looking at the drain outside my house. Why do I keep going to the drain? And I said, oh, blah, 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 you know, kitty, da, 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 the drains. And I said, it was only right before she died that she was doing that. Anyway, it was really interesting because um, Sissy, our dog, even now, Rebecca, when we go for walks, because Sissy was a puppy at the time, like she was about three or four months old when kitty went missing. Um, so it was very young. But Sissy would come walking with me and I would look down all the drains and I'd lift the grate up, like the cover on it up to see if Kitty was in the drain whenever she went missing. And so Sissy grew up checking all the drains and I would be like, check the drains. Is there anyone in there? Is your sister in there? Because um, Sissy was the one that noticed Kitty was in the drain. Sissy took me to the drain and was pointing, like looking down. And that's when I realized she was actually in the drain for the first time. So Sissy to this day, Rebecca, will drag me around to all the drains and she, she likes to look in one particular drain that Kitty um, was a favourite, like had a favourite drain. To this day, she still does that. And she's now four going on five years, old, years of age. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing, hey? Um, I just wanted to mention too here that um, I've been watching this beautiful TV show, Big Miracles, um, and it's about like IVF. You might have seen it, people going through IVF and different stories there. And I just thought this was such a beautiful show. I've been bawling my eyes out. It's so emotional. But I love the fact that, and we sort of touched on this a little bit um, before, I think, but in terms of people who are really selfless and, you know, who donate their eggs, donate their sperm, I mean, it's, you know, probably more common in America, you know, sperm donation and stuff like that. And over here, we don't accept money, you know, for egg donors or anything like that. Like they're not allowed to charge outside of like the clinic environment. They go into the clinic and the, you know, couple pay all their expenses and blah, blah, blah. 
But, you know, overseas people, you know, obviously India, you know, places like that, they spend a lot of money, you know, give them $20,000, $30,000 and, you know, become like a little egg factory. But over here we've got strict rules and regulations around that. But I just wanted to pay tribute to those guys because some of those couples are going to go through that, you know, some of those couples, because it's only just a new show, but some of those couples I'm sure will go through, you know, needing egg donors, needing sperm donors. And that's where someone who doesn't need to give anything. They don't need to give anything. You know, they're just going about their day, la, la, la. And they're just, oh, maybe I will just donate my eggs and my sperm, you know, because this person needs it. Now, I do have a friend um, of my husband's who's actually donating her eggs to her best friend. That's a relationship. That's understandable. Um, her best friend's gay in a um, same-sex relationship. No worries. You know, they know each other. But I'm talking about sometimes the people who just do it, like me with my volunteering with the homeless or whatever it is, you don't even know the person. They don't even know the person, you know, and they're willing to do that. And that for me is the ultimate sacrifice. So I just want to pay tribute to all those people because that show is so beautifully produced and put together and super emotional because I'm just sitting there going, come on, positive test, come on. I'm like barracking for all these people. But some of them may have to go down that path of relying on another person they don't know to give them that thing that they need. And I think that that is really magical. And that for me is a miracle. Um, I, yeah, I just, I just want to say, um, also, and it's, it's funny because like I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm going, yes, yes, yes. I I'm saw that, yeah. This, but the viewers can't see this um, because it's funny that more often people are actually perplexed when someone does something for someone just because. Yeah, true. And this is because, and I feel because people expect something for something in today's world. Yeah. Like that's the way totally. we're driven. Yeah. And as a result, some people feel obligation to return some sort of payment to the giver. Yeah. Um, so if I come across that when I'm trying to, to give something or trying to be helpful or what have you, um, the best way that I deal with it is paying it, uh, is, is to tell them, look, don't worry about it. When you have the opportunity, pay it forward to someone else. Love that, babe. Do something for someone else. Love that. Um, and I think that's just the best way because it, it takes them of that, you know, from that soul level, it takes them from that burden or that expectation to, you know, it's just another thing that's weighing on the back of their mind that this happened and now I've got to do this. Correct. And you, you know, feel obligated. I, I don't know for sure. The obligation there and that can make people a little bit angry and upset as well. Yeah. Because, you know, if they're not in a good place, um, that's where, it's, it could be the feather that, you know, sort of sinks the boat there in, in that regard emotionally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the best way I find is to is to ask them just to pay it forward when they can to someone else. And it doesn't have to be anything that costs anything. It could be just taking your time to, you know, help help the lady in the store get from the top shelf if you're tall enough or yeah um, that's it somebody who's dropped you know their, their bag of shopping or something and, and just help them pick that yeah. up could be any anything take the trolley back you see somebody loading it in the car and you're heading that way oh can I take your trolley back for you yeah you know I think it's all about um, gratitude as well and we haven't really talked about that but I think it's almost like you know when you give gratitude um you know for the things that you do have and the things you appreciate rather than asking all the time sometimes we get into the habit of asking all the time praying yeah. i really want this i really want this I really want this and then resenting other people for having that thing 
You know what I mean? And I think that that's a really um, difficult territory, you know, to get into. And what I suggest to people is give gratitude for what you do have. Instead of just asking for the thing you don't have all the time and focusing on the people that do have it and being resentful of that, focus on what you do have. Focus on the positives. Because like what Beck's talking about, if we do that, you know, we do the nice thing for someone, chances are down the track, someone's going to do the nice thing for us. They're going to return the favor. So, you know, you give someone else a leg up, you know, like the lady giving the camper van away. And then, you know, the people with the camper van down the track, that lady may need help. The business owner might need help. And they're like, hey, you helped me out. Let me help you out now. You know what I mean? So it's all about that. We're paying the favor, but not expecting anything. You know, there's we're handing it over. There's no strings attached. There's no expectations. Yeah, and that that is the law of attraction. That's the way it works. Yeah, exactly. That's the way it works. If you let go of your expectations um, and let go of what's not authentic, and since is actually, I've got here my Denise Lynn cards, and this is the sacred. I saw you pick that up. They're cute. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt like I, I, this is a card that I wanted to put out here. And the one I got was Earth Spirit and Stability. Um, so that's the card that's come out. But yeah. And this is all about, and, and what it actually says is that, um, that what the card is about is letting go of what is not authentic and sincere in life and be a shining example of truth for others isn't that beautiful so and it is it's it's letting go of what's not authentic and sincere so don't give without with the intention of expecting things back correct do it because you want to do it because it's coming from the heart space which is what correct. we spoke about before yeah um, because that again is is the smooth ride and that you know it's it's given that that's yep. the universal law of attraction hundred percent. And as I said, I had no expectation of, you know, that lady, the ladies and men that I've done free readings for, of ever, you know, booking a paid reading. Don't care. It doesn't worry me. Uh, It was more that I wanted to give them something useful and something that they could, um, yeah, take away with them and hopefully improve their lives. That was my intention. Uh, Beck, next time we meet, we're going to be talking about um, a, I guess, challenges, you know, how are we challenging ourselves? How are we putting ourselves out of our comfort zone? And I certainly am doing that at the moment. Um, and it's a lot. And my coach has now become, sorry, my coach, my husband has become my coach all of a sudden, (laughs) um, due to this challenge that I am presenting myself with. So we'll talk about that more next time we meet, but, um, yeah. And Beck's got some examples, I think in her family as well, as to how, you know, some of the kids are, you know, challenging themselves and putting themselves out there a little bit. So I thought this might be a cool one. Um, especially following on from it's early 2023, you know, sort of new year, so how are we, you know, challenging ourselves and putting ourselves out there a little bit um, and ignoring those nerves, you know, putting the nerves to one side and going, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway, even though I'm really nervous. Yep. Yeah. Or oh, not necessarily ignoring them, but paying attention to, well, hang on a second, I'm feeling this. There's a reason I'm feeling this. Um, and using your intuition to decide whether or not it do is. Do I want to do it anyway? Do I want to do it anyway? Hmm. Because sometimes that's what our intuition is about. It's letting yeah. us know that that what we're necessarily feeling might not be what the universe has in mind for us. Correct. Good point. 
Yeah. Uh, great chat, Rebecca. So uh, next time we come back, that's what we'll be talking about. Don't forget these episodes are airing fortnightly now instead of weekly. Um, so we um, are trying to provide as much value as we can and give us lots of feedback. Livingenlightened33 at gmail.com. Uh, comment on Facebook, Living Enlightened on Facebook. And um, yeah, give us your feedback, give us your thoughts, comments. We love to hear from you. Uh, we do broadcast through Podbean and uh, you can also comment directly through Podbean as well. Have a great week back. Amazing. You too. Bye, everyone.